Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz, host afternoons on Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP in Mobile, covering the South Alabama Jaguars, and prior to that, in Lafayette, Louisiana, covering the Louisiana Raging Cajuns and hosting mornings on 103.7 The Game. Nothing too crazy, actually, in the final week of the Sunbelt, except for one football game. Otherwise, the Cajuns won, they're going bowling. Southern Miss won, they're going bowling. James Madison ends up routing Coastal Carolina, but without Grayson McCall. And Troy took a little bit of time to take control over the game against Arkansas State. Uh, So not too many wild and wacky endings, except one, and we'll get to that one a little bit later on, App State and Georgia Southern, an instant classic, that is for sure. Let's go over some of the other ball games to let you know how some of the teams uh, finished, and we will... Go over these as we previewed them uh, last week. Uh, Marshall taking on Georgia State. Marshall was a six-point favorite. They did not cover. I did take Marshall. Marshall beats Georgia State 28-23. Marshall finishes 8-4, 5-3 in the Sun Belt. Third in the Sun Belt East, Georgia State. 4-8 overall, 3-5 in the Sun Belt. Sixth in the Sun Belt East. Was a little bit back and forth. Panthers did jump out to a 10-0 lead. Early second quarter, but Marshall then goes on a 28-7 run to take control. Uh, Panthers did take a 17-14 lead on an impressive 13-play drive to begin the second half. Their first possession of the second half, but only had 18 more offensive plays in the half after that. Still, the Panthers put up 23 points on 365 yards against a very good and the best defense in the Sun Belt, the Marshall Thundering Herd. How about the Thundering Herd's offense? 486 yards, 278 of them on the ground. Rasheen Ali comes back again, his second ball game. He has over 100 yards, uh, 102 yards. Uh, Kalen Laybourne with 100 yards and two touchdowns. Cam Thatcher was uh, very efficient, 18 to 28, 208 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, no turnovers. For the Panthers, Darren Granger, 19 out of 26, 290 yards, had a touchdown. But the Panthers only rushed for 74 yards. A lot of prognosticators I think that Marshall may end up in the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile. Good season for Marshall, and you wonder if Ali played all year long what that may have looked like. Uh, but the youngster had issues coming out of fall camp and just returned a couple of weeks ago. Good to see him back on the field. Georgia State's going to try and uh, regroup for a next season. Cajuns looking to qualify for a bowl game after the defending champs not having the season that they were looking for. They come away with a rather easy 41-13 win over the Texas State Bobcats. Cajuns improved to 6-6, 4-4 and overall, or 4-4 and in the Sun Belt. They finished fourth in the Sun Belt West, Texas State. Four and eight overall, three and five in the Sun Belt. They finished sixth in the Sun Belt West. Bobcats did take a three-nothing lead, but it was all Cajuns after that. Chandler Fields, 16 out of 26, 187 yards, a couple touchdowns and an interception. Draylon Washington and Chris Smith uh, split the carries. Washington, 73 yards on 10 carries. He had a touchdown. Smith, 69 yards on 13 carries. He had a touchdown. Elaine Hatcher, 13 to 27, but only 133 yards. Plus, he threw for an interception. Uh, Lincoln Perry on the ground, though. 28 carries, 221 yards for the Bobcats. Texas State did have one chance to get back in this ballgame. They were down 27-13. They picked off fields. You get a touchdown there, you're back in the football game. It's a one-score game. Uh, but the drive stalled 
just short of a midfield. And that was all she wrote for the Bobcats. Again, we will see if that's going to cost Jake Spavital, Spavital his job. Uh, I would hope not, but you do never know uh, with these things. Again, he is all in on the transfer portal. Didn't quite work out this year uh, as other schools have uh, figured it out. Uh, Southern Miss, they were a, uh, by the way, I did have the Cajuns in that one. Cajuns were, I thought, like a six-point favorite, a five-point favorite. I did take the Cajuns, so one and one. Southern Miss, a three-point favorite against Monroe. They defeat the Warhawks 20-10. Uh, to 10. Southern Miss, Will Hall, his team finishes third in the Sun Belt West. Again, six and six, four and four in the Sun Belt. UL Monroe, four and eight overall, three and five in the Sun Belt. They finished fifth in the Sun Belt West. Frank Gore for uh, the Golden Eagles, a career high, 199 yards, had over 1,000 yards on the season. He also scored the game ceiling touchdown in this one. Uh, ULM, as they have done all season, they battled, fell behind 10-0, but tied the game up before the Warhawks scored the final 10 points. Uh, Southern Miss did have 265 yards on the ground. Most of that was obviously Frank Gore Jr. Trey Lowe, 10 out of 16 uh, quarterbacking uh, Trelo the third, uh, 10 out of 1670 yards and a touchdown. No turnovers in the entire game, and that's been something that has been plaguing Southern Miss throughout the season. Uh, ULM's Chandler Rogers, 17 out of 27, but only 122 yards and a touchdown. And Southern Miss will go bowling uh, as well. All right, South Alabama takes down Old Dominion 27 to 20. South Alabama improves to 10 and 2, most wins in school history. They are seven, or as, at least as an FBS team. I guess they did go 10 and 0 once they started playing it, but mostly uh, smaller schools, even at the level that they were at. They do finish 7 and 1 in the Sun Belt, uh, second in the Sun Belt West. Old Dominion drops to 3 and 9, 2 and 6 in the Sun Belt, seventh in uh, the Sun Belt East. But it was Old Dominion uh, taking control early. It didn't appear South Alabama was ready. Uh, the Monarchs jumped out to a 7-0 lead and actually led 20-13 to at half. That number 20 is impressive because South Alabama gives up less than 20 points a game. And Old Dominion scored 20 in the first half, and it could have been more. Uh, they had a touchdown ruled incomplete as the receiver's uh, foot was on the end line. And then Watson was stopped just short of the goal line uh, right before the end of the half. But still, you take a 20 to 13 lead and a half, you're feeling pretty good if you're Old Dominion. Thing is, South Alabama has been turning things around. All right, first off, Blake Watson, 18 carries, under 10 yards rushing for Old Dominion. He had uh, six catches, 88 yards receiving and a touchdown. Hayden Wolf had an interesting ball game, much more explosive in the first half than the second half. Overall, 21 of 36, 285 yards and two touchdowns. But in the first half, 11 out of 20, 284 yards and had those scores. In the second half, 10 out of 14, but only 101 yards. So he was under constant pressure and uh, couldn't get anything going deep. A lot of dump-off passes, as has been the case with South Alabama. Certainly over the last month or so, they have responded in the, uh, the second half. They pitch a shutout, keeping Old Dominion off the board. Carter Bradley 
Jaguars quarterback threw two of his three touchdowns in the second half. Bradley only threw for 190 yards, but had those three touchdowns. Now, I believe, 25 on the season, a school record for South Alabama, and a couple of big rushing first downs, converting a couple of fourth downs. But his big one was he leaped one of the uh, Monarch defenders, and that got uh, not only him going, but his teammates going. Took a couple of hits on that play. Uh, but really jazzed up uh, his teammates and got the momentum going. As uh, South Alabama had a spectacular year, not quite as spectacular as it could have been. This, it's a fantastic year. It absolutely is. You do have a couple of what-ifs. You had the chance to beat UCLA. I think you had a much better chance to beat UCLA than you had the chance to beat Troy, as that crazy as that sounds. They lose to UCLA 32-31, had that lead late, tried the fake field goal. Didn't work out at all. Worked out for UCLA as they kick a field goal to win late. Uh, Troy really dominated the football game. It's not like South Alabama was constantly inside the red zone and knocking on the door and going for it on fourth downs and not picking it up instead of kicking field goals. They did kick a couple of field goals, uh, but they you know, had a penalty called on a throwback to the uh, tight end. Uh, Devin Voison couldn't hang on to a ball that it looked like he caught it, and then Bradley overshot him once. So they did have a couple of chances, uh, but as Kane Womack has mentioned, they earned that loss. Uh, they did. Troy did exactly what they wanted to do, and South Alabama did not. And Troy is your Western Division champ. Up next, we talk Georgia Southern and App State. This game was absolutely insane, and that was well before double overtime. Back after this, Dave Schultz, you're listening to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app, use my promo code LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer from whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's really easy and most importantly, free to post a job on LinkedIn Jobs. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, welcome back to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Again, for the most part in the Sunbelt, 
things kind of went as planned. He said uh, the Cajuns won. They're going bowling. Southern Miss won. They're going bowling. Uh, Troy won. They were double-digit favorites. James Madison uh, beat Coastal Carolina, although routed them. They were still favored by double digits. And the one game that maybe, I'm not sure if going as planned, what the plan really was. App State was favored by four and a half. I did take App State. Uh, This game was for the right to go bowling, although App State already had six wins. And technically, I guess they may still go bowling, depending on how many teams qualify for bowl wins or for bowl games. Uh, But uh, they have two wins against FCS schools, and you can only use one. Meanwhile, Georgia Southern really had not recovered from their loss to South Alabama. We talked about it. They had a 21-7 lead against South Alabama. Jaguars fake a punt and uh, go on to outscore Georgia Southern 31-10 in the rest of that ballgame. Then they got routed by Louisiana, and then they didn't show up against Marshall. In this one, a little bit different final score georgia southern 51 app state 48 in two overtimes this game was a complete reflection of the college football season which has been completely insane and certainly deserves its own segment this game itself had seven lead changes and three ties and that doesn't include overtime app state finishes the year six six and six or at least the regular season, six and six overall, three and five in the Sun Belt. Georgia Southern also six and six. They should be three and five uh, in the Sun Belt as well. Let's pick this ball game up after App State takes a 38-31 lead just after the fourth quarter starts. Kyle Van Trees from Georgia Southern has picked off. App State a chance to go up by two scores. They go three and out from midfield. App State forces a three and out after that and takes over with less than eight minutes to go, but they go three and out again. So that's twice App State has a chance after stopping Georgia Southern to make it a 10-point game, to make it a 14-point game, or, you know, take some time off the clock. They didn't either. So Georgia Southern take advantage. Kyle Van Trees leads them on a drive, and they score... The tying a touchdown was a five-play, 69-yard drive that Kyle Van Trees ran in for five yards that tied the game up. Now, this is where the craziness starts to take place. There's only four minutes and 22 seconds left. How many possible possessions can you get in four minutes and 22 seconds? Well, it turns out to be three. App State, not wanting to kick a long field goal, was stuffed on the Georgia Southern 26, which would have been a 43-yard field goal. Amani Marshall stuffed on fourth and one with a minute 40 to go. Somehow, Georgia Southern runs six plays, only gets six yards, (laughs) and only runs off a minute of time, 59 seconds. They punt it back to App State. App State has 41 seconds. They get a big play, Chase Bryce to Christian Horn for 45 yards, and as it turns out, Georgia Southern makes a game-saving ankle tackle because it looked like Horn was going to go all the way. 
They get it down to the 15-yard line, eventually get it down to the 12-yard line, and poor Michael Hughes misses a 30-yard field goal. So I was watching this really hard to see where that ball cleared the upright. All right, now I will say the official right underneath the upright was looking right above it. It was right below it, as the case may be. Looking straight up. The official on the left never made a call. The official on the other upright looked at the other official and just said, okay, you got it. Didn't seem like the, didn't seem like App State argued too much, but it was tough to tell, at least from the back view, right? We're looking at the kicker instead of behind the kicker. We never got that replay. Nonetheless, App State misses what would have been a game-winning field goal. So we go to overtime. Georgia Southern, three plays and in, takes a 45-38 lead. App State responds, one play, Nate Noel, 25-yard run, all knotted up. I thought for a second App State was going to go for two. We see that a lot now. We see it in the pros. We see it in college. LSU did it against Alabama. When, when we have a chance to win the football game, we're going to take it. We're not putting it in someone else's hands. And so they went for one, and they got it, and they go 45-45. So now they're going to double overtime. And Georgia Southern's defense holds them. Georgia Southern defense forces a field goal. They do make it. A Michael Hughes 33-yard field goal to take a 48-45 lead. But after Kyle Van Treese, Kyle Van Treese incompletion on to begin the drive, he finds Archie in the end zone for a 25-yard pass and a touchdown pass and a game winner. And pandemonium absolutely happens in uh, Statesboro. Clay Helton was really passionate afterwards, said, you know, screaming to the on-field reporter, college football is the greatest thing ever, yeah! <laughs> It was really cool. Uh, despite Georgia State wanting to be Georgia Southern's rival, it's obvious that, you know, back when they're, you know, from their FCS days, that Georgia Southern and App State are rivals. And that was an instant classic. Let's just quickly recap the scores of the game. 3 nothing App State. 7-3 Georgia Southern. 7-6 Georgia Southern. 13-7 App State. 14-13 Georgia Southern, App State 20 to 14, App State 20 to 17, App State 23 17, Georgia Southern 24 23, App 31 24, tied at 31, 38 31, App State 38 all, and then a 45 38 Georgia Southern. 45-45, and then 48-45 App State. And Georgia Southern finally with a 51-48 victory. I mean, these team, these stats are going to be a little ridiculous. Kyle Van Trees, 34-51, 385 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Chase Bryce, I mean, think about this. 15 out of 26, that's it. Van Trees, and I mean, that's a Georgia Southern offense, but Van Trees had more completions than Bryce had attempts. Bryce, 15 out of 26, 253 yards, no touchdowns or interceptions. 
Nate Noel, 12 carries, 171 yards, three touchdowns. Amani Marshall, 20 carries and 91 yards. App State rushed for 376 and lost. Oh, man. Whew. Uh, and so, again, uh, Georgia Southern finishes 6-6. Six and six. They will go bowling. Uh, they finished a fourth in the Sun Belt East. App State, who was picked to win the division, they go 3-5, and five, also 6-6. Six and six. Uh, and they finish, technically, it appears they finished fifth in the Sun Belt East. App State still has a chance to go bowling, depending on how many teams do uh, qualify. All right, we will be back to let you know how the other games went. Troy's win over Arkansas State. Don't let the score fool you. This game was close into the fourth quarter. And then it all fell apart for Arkansas State. And JMU deserves some credit as well, uh, defeating Coastal Carolina. Back after this. You're listening to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Lockdown College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from the weekend or from the history of the teams that we cover. This week's thrilling moment is easy. We've been talking about it. Georgia Southern's 51-48 to double overtime victory against App State, a ball game that was going back and forth. App State misses a 30-yard field goal at the end of regulation only to see Georgia Southern win it in double overtime. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. All right, back for one more segment on Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. All right, so we went over the teams that all qualified for bowl games. Louisiana beats Texas State. They're going bowling. Southern Miss uh, beats ULM. They're going bowling. And the spectacular instant classic between Georgia Southern and App State. And Georgia Southern going bowling. And App State might. And already, so seven Sunbelt teams are going bowling. That's amazing. Half the conference is going to a bowl game. Uh, the two ball games that actually had uh, more than just bowl opportunities on it was Troy against Arkansas State. That was basically for a division title. And James Madison and Coastal Carolina also for a de facto division title, I guess. I guess they're not going to be able to call James Madison Eastern Sunbelt champs. I, I would do that. Uh, I would take that because, A, I have a better record. Or I have the same record as Coastal Carolina, but I beat them. So James Madison, for as far as I'm concerned, with a 47-7 victory over Coastal Carolina, is your 2022 Sunbelt Eastern Division champs. Todd Santeo for James Madison, 17 out of 32, 287 yards, four touchdowns, uh, and without uh, Grayson McCall, and that was the big news a couple of weeks ago, the Coastal just can't move the football nearly as efficiently or as explosively as they'd like to. Jared Guest, 10 out of 23 for just 99 yards, a touchdown and an interception. And that's just not going to be enough. I would think that Coastal is going to struggle against Troy. We will see if Grayson McCall comes back for that. When they announced he was going to be out and miss the final three games, although it turns out to be only two ball games because they canceled the Virginia game. So he was going to miss the rest of the regular season. He was going to be out three to six weeks. Well, this week, this Saturday, is going to be the fourth week. So we will see if Grayson McCall is going to be able to make it against Troy. 
Otherwise, I think Coastal is going to struggle uh, in a big way. So James Madison, their first year in FBS and in the Sun Belt, eight and three. Uh, they were, I believe, picked last, and they finished first. Uh, they also finished six and two in the Eastern Division. Coastal Carolina, obviously a disappointing uh, way to go down, and now we'll have to go to Troy instead of hosting the Sun Belt Championship game. They go to nine and two uh, overall. Still a great season. And we'll be playing in the Sunbelt Championship because James Madison can't, which is a stupid rule. I don't know who made that rule up and why that's the case. If if I come from a lower level and I beat you, I should be able to represent you. And that's not what is going to happen here. Uh, Coastal does go 6-2 and two in uh, the conference. The more entertaining ball game, or I would say closer ball game, at least for the first three quarters, was Troy and Arkansas State. Arkansas State led this game 3-0 and actually led it 13-7 at half. And the reason that's big is, not for Arkansas State or anything like that, although Butch Jones wanted to get a win, that's for sure. They've only beaten one FBS team, and that was ULM. They have wins over UMass, which they eked out over two, and Grambling. But if they beat Troy, then South Alabama was going to host the Sun Belt Championship ballgame. And it was close through th- through three quarters. I think coming out of the first drive of the second half, I'm pretty sure uh, Troy fumbled. But they recovered it. Gunnar Watson was sacked, but they recovered it, and they were able to punt it away. And Arkansas State would have at least kicked a field goal, maybe get a touchdown. And it's a it's a thirteen or you know a sixteen to seven or maybe a, a twenty to seven a lead. Nonetheless, uh, Troy goes on a ten play ninety four yard drive, takes a fourteen to thirteen lead, uh, their second lead of the ball game. But Arkansas State came right back down as let's see Reed Tyler took a one yard pass from AJ Mayer. And, oh, it was a fake handoff, and he ran into the line and threw it into the end zone for a wide-open receiver. That made it 19-14, 131 to go in the third quarter. I think it's too early. I think it's way too early to go for two, but okay. You're Arkansas State. You're 3-8. and eight. You might as well do it to make it a seven-point ball game. Your offense struggles. I, I don't want to see that chart. I don't want to see that two-point conversion chart until five minutes left to go in the game and if I'm going to get the ball back or not. If I'm down more than a couple of scores, if I'm down two scores, that's different. But if I have the lead, I'm not chasing points. That's just me, all right? So it made it 19-14, Arkansas State. Troy comes right back and scores a touchdown very quickly. Just kind of, well, it was a Gunnar Watson Uh, 56-yard touchdown pass to uh, Ray J. Johnson. That set it up, actually. And it was uh, uh, Kamini Vidal who had a seven-yard run. They also went for two. So Arkansas State missing doesn't change anything. It's still a one-point game. Troy uh, is leading Arkansas State 20-19. to And this is where the wheels fell off. Arkansas State is actually driving. There, first down and 10 at the Troy 38. And then he threw James Blackman, former Florida State quarterback, throws a pick six throw. 
It's not a pick six throw just because Reddy Stewart returned it 67 yards for a pick six. But a pick six throw is the hash mark to the far sideline. I don't care which hash mark you're standing on. And I don't care which far sideline you're throwing to. It's just a bad play. And they had actually had some success with it. And here Reddy Stewart was sitting on it. And almost like it was thrown to him. So before that play, it was 20 to 19. Troy was leading 20 to 19. Reddy Stewart intercepts the pass with 12 and a half minutes. To, I'm sorry, 12.53 to go. So 13 minutes to go. Troy ends up scoring touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Right after that. They went from, in fact, they went from down 19, 14 to winning the ball game 48-19. They had scored 14 points in the first three quarters and scored 34 points in the last quarter. Troy doesn't score 34 points in a game. They beat AM 38-17. They beat Western Kentucky 34-27. Uh, and they beat UL Monroe 34-16. They beat Arkansas State 48-19 and had 34 points in the fourth quarter. So a crazy ball game for about three quarters and then the pick six and that was the uh, that was the end of the ball game for well everybody <laughs> as, as, it, as it turns out as Arkansas State I don't know if they just gave up or it was just kind of you know de facto it was it was kind of over um Gunnar Watson again not great numbers but good enough Nine out of 15, 144 yards with a touchdown and interception. Vidal, the uh, Troy running back, 33 carries, 208 yards, four touchdowns. Wow. James Blackman, 20 of 35, 220 yards, threw an interception, did not throw a touchdown. Uh, he did have uh, 10 carries, 10 yards, and one touchdown. Again, I would tell you, it's hard to imagine this, but this game was much closer than 48-19 for three quarters of the football game. Um Although I guess Troy, geez, they scored, they scored like six straight possessions. Let's see here. They scored making it 14 to 13. Then they scored to make it 20 to 19. They got the touchdown interception, make it 27, 19, and then touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. So yeah, they scored on one, two, three, four, five, six possessions, seven possessions including the interception touchdown. So let's try that again. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. And congratulations, John Summerall. They've done a, a great job up there uh, in Troy. Completely deserve everything they're going to get. I'm interesting to see if he is. He's only been a head coach for one year, but see if he gets any play. They're still looking for a head coach in Auburn. They could do a lot worse than John Summerall. And he has SEC connections being a coach at Kentucky. So... Uh, we shall see uh, what happens there. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in uh, to Locked On uh, Sunbelt. We will get much more into basketball. And, of course, we will preview the Sunbelt Championship game uh, this week as well as Troy will be hosting the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers on a Saturday. Once again, I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and you've been listening to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.